welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. I swear every time I hit record on this show, Jared's laughing on the other end. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that, that's how we want to start, some laughing and just a, a curse word. That's not all we're about. We also talk a fair bit of footy. My name's Adam Hoy. Um, I'm probably as tired as everybody else right now, but we're going to try and lighten the mood a little bit and we're going to talk some NRL because we do actually have round two coming up. So we are going to touch on the coronavirus. It's everywhere, but we're only going to look at it from a rugby league point of view. That'd be right, Jared. Yeah, there's there's too much stuff going around, and we're not informed enough from the source to actually know too much about it. So we're just gonna give you the basic facts of, of what we know, and do something a bit different from what's going on. Actually, talk about the football, the actual games that are going to get played. Because <laughs> I think, as it stands, we I don't know how many rugby league NRL podcasts there are, but we're pretty much the only podcast at the moment who actually have a sport to talk about. Um, I do follow a lot of overseas sports and they're all shut down. So it's just virus, virus, virus. Or as we still, for now, knock on wood, have at least another week of footy to go. So that's a positive. So woohoo! Let's yeah, uh, we can watch football with recorded sounds this weekend. I know. It's just like, it would be like just being live at a Titans game. <laughs> or a Roosters game. Oh, a Roosters game, this is true. I'm mm. sure they get some fans each time they get to the grand final. There's been someone in the stands. Oh. Right. So we've got, there are so many different topics out at the moment, um, even just to do with NRL. We've pretty much narrowed it down to four that are the most pressing items of this week that are actually going to affect the NRL this week. So we're going to get into that stuff first. And then we're going to go through our team list. I'm sorry, the team list for week two. Put our best bets down and then also look at a bit of value if you're looking to try and win some money in this depressing week um, that's been so far. So is there anywhere particularly you want to kick off, Jared? Um, the biggest thing that I reckon that's kind of been underreported is they've cancelled all local football from under sixes to Q Cup and New South Wales Cup which kind of sucks for little kids wanting to play their first game. This is true, but I guess it's one of the um, measures put in place, especially with sizable crowds in outdoor areas. And the impact that has obviously on the NRL is clubs no longer have their feeder teams playing week to week. So if they do need to get a player back to fitness via reserve grade or whether they want to give a youngster a crack, they're not going to be playing week to week footy. So you might be oh. in four weeks time putting someone into your 30 man squad who hasn't played for four weeks or three weeks. So that's obviously going to be an issue quality wise, but also a safety concern. So it's going to be interesting to see how clubs kind of work around that issue. Do, do you reckon this year, whoever wins the grand final is going to have a bit of an asterisk next to it? Yeah. Every, every sporting comp, every, award every yeah every everything like the 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 comps around the world that are worth millions of dollars and their organizations that are worth billions of dollars are still trying to work out what they're going to do like the ice hockey stopped with 10 games left in the season out of 82 um their playoffs only eight teams generally or eight on each side and they're looking at increasing that to 24 out of the 31 teams because that's how many teams were stealing with the chance of the playoffs. That's ridiculous. So, so advantage for yeah. us is we're at the start of the season. We've kind of got a bit more flexibility and a bit more time that these overseas clubs don't have. But, and that's one of the things we're actually going to be looking at the rep schedule, how that's going to affect regular season, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, asterisks on everything. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, in 50 years, it's not going to matter. No one's even going to know. But, you know, if... Well, in saying that too, if Newcastle win the grand final this year, I'm, 
I'm still going to yell that from the rooftops. I mean, come on, look at all the shit I've caught for the last, since, <laughs> what, 2013? Yeah, I think whatever team wins it, if there is a comp all the way through, I'm hoping there will be, if there is, whoever wins is just going to claim it as per normal, as we all would, and everyone else is going to say, oh, yeah, the asterisk year, like we all would, but it's just something yeah. we'll have to deal with. So... Um, just to clarify that, all rugby league, Queensland, New South Wales, I'm guessing Victoria too, but from under sixes all the way up to Q Cups being postponed, not cancelled, but postponed till at the earliest, the 1st of May or the first weekend of May, uh, which is still a month and a half away. And it's going to be interesting to see, obviously, what happens with the NRL teams in that time period. Yeah, it's going to be... Um... It's just going to be, I don't know, boring. I think that's the word. The next month or so, like, you know, sometimes I just go, I'm pretty bored. Let's go out to the local football and watch that. Um, no one's going to be able to play. No one's going to be able to really go to the pub and watch games. It's just going to be. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, well, I, I noticed there's a pub who's going to have to wipe down every pokey after someone's used it. I think they should be doing that anyway if they're talking about pokies. Ah, uh, yeah, but who has the time in normal No offence, Ryland. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's got to be... Um, and everything else is going nuts, but we'll leave it alone. We're going to talk about the footy. Anyway. All right, so on that, on the um, player front, so it's come out today or yesterday that um, the Warriors, who had four players who were injured last week and couldn't play last week, they've... Um, been flown over to Australia and upon landing they've been obviously placed in the 14-day quarantine period so that they are Jazz Tavega, um, Ignatius Parsi, two that you'd expect to slot straight into the 17. Uh, Jared Beal who's going to probably be in and out all year as the previous years and then also Josh Curran who pretty solid player will definitely get cracks in the seven. Yeah, he, he'll get in, especially with how New Zealand Sport Pack played last week. Oh, yeah. He he stood up in that All-Stars game. I don't know if he'll be able to do it consistently, but he will get a crack sometime this, this year, and I think he might do all right. Um, Parsi into Vega, they'll just add a bit more flair and starch for uh, Warriors, so they'll be there sooner or later, in, in the next fortnight, obviously. So, as it stands, Warriors are in Kingscliff. That's where they're um, staying. And they'll be playing out of the Gold Coast. At the moment, they have 20 players over there in their squad. Um, oh, sorry, 24, with, but only 20 of them on NRL contracts. The other four on development con- contracts with the NRL has given them permission um, to play up. So, when these other four come in, they'll have a squad of 28. So, still too short of the... Uh, allowed 30, hence why we're seeing some news out that they're looking at loanee players, um, either A, from other clubs who aren't getting game time, or B, um, from New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup of players who aren't already signed to uh, NRL systems. But obviously the downside here is they wouldn't have been playing for three or four weeks if they did get the call up. Tell you what, there is a player from Q Cup. Um, What's his name? I don't know. Big Luke Payne. Oh, yeah, Luke Page. He should definitely have an NRL contract, and this could be like his breakout year if he gets picked up by the Warriors. Because I'm if he gets signed... about him. Like, why no? hasn't he got a contract already? Because he's been I, I don't... big, aggressive, hard-hitting for like three, four seasons now. There's got to be something yeah. else going on. And when he plays international for PNG, oh, he's and he like rips in. Board, stands up against, like, I'm pretty sure... He ripped through the entire English Ford pack in that game last year when they played the Lions. Yeah, yeah. He ripped through them easily. So I would love him to get a crack in the NRL and just to see how he goes. He's just just an aggressive player. Him him against Nathan Brown would just be sit there and watch that all night. Oh, That's fantastic. I'm guessing it might be something to do with his work ethic at training, something like that. There's got to be something else going well, on outside. He's, he's been the Queensland captain, uh, Queensland Cup captain of the year for like three years now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no, he, no Maybe he just doesn't want to play yeah. at the next level. Who knows? Oh, 
Maybe we I'd should track him down him. and ask him. Well, tweet him. Yeah, right. Tweet him. Right. But yeah, so um, it'd be interesting because that could be a launching pad for a few players in Q and Q Cup and New South Wales Cup or what are they called? Intrust Super Cups. Yeah, I don't do jump. branding if I don't have to. Yeah, no so free they... ads. <laughs> Pay us interest. Um, I would love it, it, it. It'd be a good news story coming out of all this shit that yeah. some player who never got a look in started in the NRL after the coronavirus. Like that's it. Imagine someone Luke Page knocking over who's one of the top forwards in the NRL, like David Clemmer. Or something like that. This happened. We'd all like to see that. Uh, Adam like Marty. Imagine he knocked over Marty to power or Payne Haas or something like that. How cool would it be? I think I'd have to imagine that because I can't see it happening. But I could see. I could. I, could no, no, see I definitely could. He's freaking. He's a, he's a nutter. That he's yeah, great to so work. I, yeah. So tee it up, someone. You give him a contract. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so um, so we've got yeah Warriors players coming over Q Cup New South Wales Cup cancelled. All right, so uh, Scott Morrison's latest announcement um, on Wednesday that the ban on outdoor gatherings of more than five hundred people could last at least uh, six months. So obviously the impact that's going to have on us as NRL fans is massive. Uh, if that carries yeah. out and, and and plays out how they say how they say it's going to. Uh, that's a, literally a no crowd season. Um, you know what's funny is though? They've banned all the rugby league games. For a Santanko's rugby league game, they would be lucky to have seventy people there. So I don't know where <laughs> it's not five hundred, trust me. <laughs> it's horrible. This is true. But I think uh <laughs> Yeah, at that level, I think it's more of the contact that the people who are having on the field and they're not going to have the safety regulations off it as the NRL players are going to and not yeah. not, not the power to keep them as isolated as they can. Um, that leads us kind of into what the hell is going to happen with State of Origin, what the hell is going to happen to finals, all that sort of stuff if we're looking more at a six-month thing rather than a month and two-month thing. So... It looks as though the NRL is already starting to explore many different uh, avenues. Uh, some coming out is that State of Origin is going to be played more around Christmas time. Um, is it going to be the first cancelled kangaroo tour since 2003? Um, but I, don't, what, I don't care kangaroos playing. Well, it's going to actually look like a pretty good one. So they're going to be playing France, I think, over in France. Um, They'll be playing at the brand new Tottenham Stadium, Ellen Roads, like some of the most famous stadiums, especially in the UK. It would have been pretty, pretty. We'll kill every European team, though. There's no oh, European. Yeah. Team. But new but... stuff like Kangaroos are meant to be playing Toronto Wolfpack. That's going to be great to watch. We want to see Sonny Bill yeah. get smacked. Gillaroos yeah, are going to be playing Canada, which is going to be cool. Gillaroos first overseas tour. Super League. I don't care. I just want to see him hit Sonny Bill. What's wrong with Sonny Bill? Yeah, New Zealander, Kiwi, whatever. Oh, that's all. Actually, going to play for Samoa. Yeah, I just love to see like the. It's it looked like it was going to be an old school Lions tour, uh, old school kangaroo tour where we're actually versing the Super League teams, not just the England teams. So like, um, Super League clubs <laughs> line up to take on Australia, a test against France, all that sort of stuff. But it looks as though um, no, there's no way they can go for Europe. No. No way. And this, even if that happened, you'd be looking more um, over Chrissy, uh, like at least November, December, that sort of stuff. But the first thing that looks as though it's going to be cut will be the increasingly popular uh, Oceania, Oceania test, which is um, generally your Tonga um, New Zealand match. And that looks like it's going to be the first one scrapped because that's only on the 20th of June. So don't really see yeah. that going ahead. Um, State of origin, yeah. though. Um, yeah, state of origin. If everything sorts out in the next two months, maybe we'll get it in time, which could be interesting because the players are actually be a lot more fresh yeah. going into it. So that'd be interesting. But if it plays at the end of the year, um, I think they came out and said they'd lose $20 million if state of origin didn't go ahead. 
So yeah, for that's that reason, just gate receipts are worth about twenty mil. Yeah, so I'm guessing that they're not going to get rid of Origin anytime soon, considering it's their biggest money maker. Yeah. Um, do you know what would be cool though if they brought it? So they didn't have it in the middle of Sydney. They still kept them in New South Wales, but brought it to like Central Coast or Mudgee or something like that. Yeah, that would be cool, but they won't do that either. Because it takes the, but, uh, the travel into account then. Oh, people still get there. No, no, no. I mean, the travel of the teams. That's like you've already got Roosters and Manly who are meant to play at Central Coast this weekend who are playing at Leichhardt now because they don't want people travelling further than needed. But, um, they're yeah, so I guarantee Origin will go ahead. I, I think they'll put point. that ahead of the final, to be honest. I think they get more money out of the Origin than the final series. So. Well, the other thing is looking at the possibility of playing State of Origin after the grand final and that being the replacement for any um, Kangaroos tour. Um, yeah, which will make players like, um, or who plays an Origin in a shit team, like David Clemmer. He's going to be super fresh if Newcastle don't make the finals. Cherry Evans is going to be like right. fit as anything. Um, he's always fit of it as anything. He'll be right. Uh, but yeah, so players who don't make the finals, they're going to have a six-week break of training, then play Origin. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, because it's going to be... The other thing we haven't actually... Um... Well, thought of we haven't had to yet because our comp's still going but a lot of comps that have stopped if that does get up and running again they'll be needing to go through another week two weeks worth of um, game-like intensity training you don't do that through the whole season your fitness is already up to where it needs to be whereas as soon as you have a week off because these guys are so fine-tuned to stay at that top level you need to be playing games not just training so there's going to be another period to get back up to that. So it's going to be interesting to see. The other thing is looking, um, the NRL is looking at is going down to a uh, 15 round competition and just versing everybody once each, which actually kind of makes sense. Um, it'll still give us time to get state of origin and a finals in if this thing does drag out for another couple of months and each match against each other is actually going to mean a lot. So there's not going to be any of those teams who won't versus someone else twice. Tell you, what, tell you what, what's the old joke that said George only played like 10 good games and that's the first 10? They're going to be absolute superstars if that competition runs around. Remember how they choke at the, at the end of the season? Yes. They'll do very well. Well, it didn't start off but, well for them last week. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be cool, but if they're going to look at a 15-round comp, they're going to have to make that call sooner rather than later. You kind of can't make that call eight games in and then say, oh, by the way, we're only going for another seven games. Yeah. They're going to have to yeah. call that this week, next week. Um, because that's going to have a massive impact on how teams train, how they step up their fitness, because no one's up to full fitness yet. It takes three, four weeks. But... They're going to have to replicate that somehow if they've got half the time to get them into a finals mode later in the season. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. Mel- that- I, I, I put a lot of money on Melbourne winning that. A lot oh, yeah. of money. Cameron Jesus. Smith will be playing. Cameron Smith plays with his feet up half the year anyway because he's just no that good. doing so well. Yeah, he's that good. So that, that's going to be kind of interesting. So. Yeah, as it stands, we're still going ahead. Obviously, empty stadiums, so it's looking like it could be a six-month thing. We could have a whole season without crowds. However, the NRL is looking at ways to ensure we have a season, have origin, um, and the first casualties look like they're going to be the national test matches, which obviously mean a lot to the players who are involved. But it's going to be kind of lose that or lose everything. It's not going to be a... It's not a decision to make either way, but that's what it's looking like. But this could change by tomorrow as everything is at the moment. The first casualty has already been the Warriors. Like their season's already a runoff for what happens. It's going to be interesting because this will be the first season where travel isn't going to be an issue for them. Yeah. Like imagine staying that far away from your kids. Um, I think. well, like that'd obviously be difficult having kids of my own, but I think if this, if we finally get 
clarity for a longer period of time. It'd be interesting to see whether the family comes over, goes through the quarantine period and stays here for the season. And the other thing that NRL is putting in this week, which the big sporting comps around the world get on a weekly basis anyway, is privately chartered jets uh, planes to take the teams around to their, to their games. So they're not going to have to rely on public transport or public air travel like uh, usual. So that's coming so in. I hate to say this because I love rugby league, but that shit should be happening for the sick people, not the rugby league players. It should be happening just, for rugby league teams every week of every season, regardless. It shouldn't be happening. No, it should. No, it should. That's just ridiculous. No, it's not. They're a professional sporting team. Yeah, yeah but every other top like, league in the world gets flown around like that. We should be doing the same thing. Scott Morrison actually said something right when Volandis asked him about saving NRL. He's like, you're well and truly down on my... People oh, yeah. are dying. People are dying and these people are getting flown around in private jets. It's to prevent more people from dying, Jared, and to continue the <laughs> game. So be thankful. <laughs> yeah, right. It's taking at least 30 to 40 people out of the general circulation of transport and we still get to have footy. So it's a win-win. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so that's Sue. And I think the last thing we've talked about, uh, rep calendar. Um, last thing we want to do is what do we still get out of it as the fans? And it's actually kind of nice to see uh, the NRL is trying to put steps in place to uh, aid in this to ensure that fans are not forgotten. So starting tomorrow night, so Thursday night in the Canterbury North Queensland match, um, they're encouraging fans to engage in the game by taking photos in their living rooms or wherever you're watching the game, post it to social media. And the idea is that those pictures are going to be displayed on the big screens during the game so the players can see them at halftime breaks of play. Uh, to try and obviously replicate uh, a crowd experience. There's going to be music being played when tries are scored, when players are around the field, virtual signage they're using to fill up some of the empty seats. <laughs> Again, something they could do to you, they could look to use on a weekly basis anyway. Um, and trying to make it more visually appealing for us at home. <laughs> so the official hashtags for each game to get involved, it's literally just hashtag NRL, all capitals. And then the two teams. So for Thursday night's game, it's NRL Bulldogs Cowboys. So no spaces. Then hashtag NRL Dragons Panthers. So whatever your game is, hashtag NRL the two teams, home team first. Um, a picture of yourself. And if you send it in, they're going to, like I said, try and get that up on the big screen. And That's another hashtag you can use to get up on there is hashtag six again pod. If you use that one, you can um, definitely get up on the screen here in a row. I promise you. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. <laughs> if you guys do that and we get to the point where we're starting to get merch, um, you're going to get the first free shipment. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Man. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> I may have started looking into it way too early. But, yeah, definitely. Hashtag, so... Mine, for example, would be hashtag NRL Roosters suck manly. Um, hashtag six again pod, something like that, because we're not biased at all. Uh, and we'll other... definitely post Twitter. Jeez, oh, move back from the mic. It just blew my ears out. Um, the other thing that they want fans to be aware of, if you've already bought tickets uh, to matches, Make, you should be receiving an email. Um, Jared and I got ours today about uh, tickets that we'd purchased for Magic Round already. Um, they already said it only for Round 2 that they're uh, providing the funds back. So just keep an eye out if you have bought Round 2 tickets. But there should be emails also coming out as reminders for any other games you've bought tickets for and more information to come on that. Um, so they're doing what they can to try and keep the fans involved the best thing we can do as fans going forward is to get to a tv and watch it to keep ratings up um obviously nrl is not the richest comp in the world so the more people watching on tv they can still keep spinning their revenue all right outside <coughs> of coronavirus news um again not positive but more nrl news 
Jaden Ockenbaugh, Corey Hawera Naira. Their show cause notices have been given an extension. Um, that was the club reaching out to the NRL um, with everything else going on. I'm guessing it wasn't a focus and a priority. It was at the time. It's still very important. But with everything else going on, you can kind of see how uh, it would get pushed back and they've been granted that extension. But it doesn't look as though there's an actual uh, timeline on that extension that I could find. But we'll keep you posted on that because obviously NRL is going to take a pretty tough stance. Um, but I think they're going to be wanting to put all of their attention on it. Uh, for when they make their decision. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jared? I still maintain that I don't really want to talk about it again. Yeah, just... I'll just give you an update uh, from what we know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're a Tigers fan or a Broncos fan or a Roosters fan, a Manly fan, there's some other interesting stories up on the net at the moment with regards to uh, clubs supporting their players' stance, with regards to coronavirus, they're not going to step in players' way. Roosters are getting temperature checked uh, on the way in and out of their training facility. If it was Brian Fletcher, it would be more like a temperature probe. Although... Yeah, I was about to say, where, where is that temperature check? I can't wait. I can't wait till Matty John's show. You're going to have Hindy in uh, disguise doing the temperature checking and... Yeah. You need to see that that's going to happen. So, did you see that um, zap thing they did? No, the truth telling thing. So, they oh, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And then yeah. the one where they went up in the F1 fighter jet that was pretty cool. Is Heine even on anymore? Yeah, Heine's on it still. Um, also, Fanua Blake, um, wearing the mask at training the whole time he's the only manly player doing it none of the other guys were giving him stick they were just talking about it but he was very outspoken with regards to um the players should still continue to get paid if the season does shut down and that's something we're probably going to save till next week when there's a bit more information around that do you think they should still get paid yeah yeah um the nrl as a as a comp because they are a publicly owned corporation. We don't have private owners. It's their responsibility to continue to pay their employees. Um, it, it annoys me this whole thing with Paul Kent. He came out and told Adam Fanua Bloke to suck it up. But in saying that too, Paul Kent works for the media, which the media are always going to get paid for this situation. So he's got it easy. I bet you'd be the other way around if he was the one looking at not getting paid. So Oh, yeah. So the it'll be interesting, like if we ever got to that stage, private owned clubs overseas, some owners are jumping in to pay their um, employees' wages, the part time staff that have obviously got nothing to do now. Um, other owners are saying, "Hey, that's business," and some players then, if they've got an owner like that, have started GoFundMe pages for the employees of the club. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. That's pretty much all the off um, field stuff. Um, if you want to know anything else, if you want any extra information about what we've talked about, shoot us a Turn on any news source and you'll see everything. Yeah, we just tried to, like, we did a fair bit of work today looking around all the different pages and trying to get the stories that um, have, have a, a similar storyline over many different sources because, sorry, when there's a, an event like this, there is a lot of title grabbing um, by news sources, etc. It's clickbait. So we took a bit of time having a look between different pages to ensure that we had as accurate a picture as we could get um, before we put it out there. So what we're going to do is move into um, our, get our week two previews. It's not going to take as long as last week, so there hasn't been as much movement. We know a lot more about the teams now. So it'll be more just about running through the 1-17s to 17s and the key ins and outs. So I think Jared's going to take us through game one, which is the Bulldogs versus Cowboys down at ANZ Stadium uh, Thursday. Yeah, okay. So the Bulldogs have kept the same back line, which is a little bit surprising considering they didn't score a try last week. So they've got Latin Zalesniak, Nick Meany, Remus Smith, Will Hopper, 
Christian Crichton, Brandon Wakeham and Lachlan Lewis. They've also got 22 Jack Cogger on the bench. So you must have a bit of faith in those guys. All right, so the forward pack will be Aidan Tolman, Jeremy Marshall-King, Dylan Napa, Josh Jackson, Joe Stimson and Adam Elliott. On the bench, they've got Dean Britt, Renoff Tumaga, Raymond Fatala Mariner, and Jake Avarilio. Um, Dean they- Britt actually played well last week. He he had to play a few positions against Para, and he had to take some pretty shitty runs. That comes to the last name time. of Britt. Yeah, well, but um, yeah, Daddy so you done all right. Um. Okay, so the big change they've got is Jake Avarilio coming in onto the bench for Terry Holland, who actually had a knee injury at training. I don't actually know who Jake Avarilio is. I'd be interested if he's a utility. I'm assuming he is since he came in for Holland. So, obviously, yeah. So, he might. I think he's on his debut, so good luck to him, whoever he is. We'll keep an eye on him throughout the season. Yeah, he goes. Um, and for the... Um, Cowboys, I think you got the same back line as last week. Val Holmes, Belt, O'Neill, Masters, Hampton, Drinkwater and Morgan. And then the biggest change is Maguire's in at eight. Um, and then you got Jake Granville, Jordan McLean, Gavin Cooper, Cohen Harris, Jason Tamalolo. And on the bench, you got Robson, Asiata, Mitchell Dunn and Francis Molo. So Josh Maguire is going to play front row. We kind of assume Asiata might slip on the edge, but they just put him on the bench and Corey Jensen's dropping out. Because, yeah, we were talking about John Asiata going on to the edge and maybe dropping um, Cohen Hess to the bench like he has played a lot of his career. But, well, in saying that too, John Asiata comes off the bench as a utility kind of play anyway because he can play in the halves and in the forwards. So it's not that big of a deal, really. Um, you were talking about the fact that Tom Opacek, um has been dropped for 20 hours before. And um, Justin yeah, O'Neill just, still has a Yeah, I was just concerned because Justin O'Neill he took that heavy knock last week. Um, he had to do his HIA uh, protocols through the week. He's still got one more of those to pass. If he doesn't pass that, they've, kinda, they've already cut Opacek off. So uh, whether it... With regards to their reserves, they've got Corey Jensen and Jake Clifford, so Clifford being a half. Whether he comes on and Asiata or even Cohen Hess plays a centre position, I guess they're thinking about that. That's um, the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And Avrilio, I just looked up, is an outside back, so it's kind of like a swap for swap for Kerrod Holland. Uh, I'm not sure if he's yeah. a goal kicker, though, like Holland is as a backup. Um, yeah. How do you see this one playing out? Um, they're playing at ANZ. Which means nothing. I don't see the Cowboys losing two in a row unless they're going really, really bad. And that, I'm assuming last week was a bit of a blip in the radar. But in saying that too, we'll find out this weekend, they're probably going up against one of the top bottom three rated teams of the competition. So if last week was a blip in the radar, they've got to put some points on the dogs this week. And what people forget, like, Cowboys lost week one, but they scored 24 points. That's right. So, and, um, I don't see the Bulldogs scoring that many points. And I also don't see the Bulldogs jumping on the Cowboys like the Broncos did. They don't have that speed and the power and the literally just natural talent that the Broncos pack did. And you saw um, once the Cowboys kind of got their stuff together, how quickly they put on points. So, yeah, and no, I've got the Cowboys winning this one. Um I did really enjoy watching Will Hopewadi play last week. It's going to be a really good matchup, him versus SN Masters. Um, SN Masters, I don't um, see dog fella. So, and then Josh McGuire coming in. Other than Elliot and probably Jackson, I don't see anyone who's going to stand up to Tom Alolo. Like last week, Napa will give it a crack, but he'll fail miserably. Um, last week, Haas and Pangai went after him. I believe Haas, um, Pangai got his ass kicked by Tamalolo. But he actually has the skill set and the raw power to actually come against Tamalolo. Yeah. Bulldogs don't have anyone like that. So I'd like to injury- see um, Fatala Mariner get a starting role for the Bulldogs just to give him a bit more 
creativity. If you're looking at Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson and Joe Stimson, um, pretty similar style of players, hard runners, hard tacklers. You'll play 80 minutes, but they're both very similar. I think in just someone with a bit the more ball playing ability. Yeah, maybe starting rather than coming off the bench because the game could be gone by then. But I think we both got Cowboys in that one. Yeah. All right. Do you know what I actually can't wait to see? And this is going to sound this is completely off tangent, but someone taking on to Jason Tamalolo. I know this is kind of biased, but I want to see Herman Sese really improve his game and then take him on because he's got some speed, he's got some footwork, and he's got an offload. So I hope Sese actually does all right to, I don't know, stand up to him one day. It'd be good. But um, I'd like the Eagles to do it because Cowboys are my wife's team. So Tamalolo versus Tapao and Fanua Blake would be pretty good. <laughs> Run through yeah, that you're needle. Not, you're not winning that. Oh, yeah, no. it'll just step. It'll just step through us. All right, second game, early one on the Friday down at Jubilee um, Dragons home game. They're actually playing at a oh, home stadium, and the houses there are pretty close. You might even hear some people. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some standing on roofs. Uh, to look over. That'd be cool. So, Dragons versus Penrith. Um, as for my two cousins, oh, my cousins who are brothers, one's a Dragons fan, one's a Penrith fan. So, this is uh, going to be fun for them. So, the big change here for the Dragons, Matt Dufty back from injury, slots in at fullback, which moves Zach Lomax to the wing. And Ravalawa is out with a thigh injury. Um, I actually like the look of this back line. It looks a bit... Uh, safer. Dufty's still got X-Factor and speed. I just hope this is actually quite like watching him play. Um, I really hope he actually gets in more of an extended period because we talked in preseason how many moving parts are in this back line. So hopefully at some point um, they're going to stick there. And the other big one, uh, Tariq Sims suspended one week for a shot last week. And we talked about Tyrell Fui Maono, who had a pretty cracker of a game off the bench. He's come in at the starting second row position. So I'm really interested to see what he can do. And that brings Jacob Host onto the bench. Uh, reserves, Jackson Ford, Adam Clune, you and Aitken, and Tristan Saylor. So they do have room to move if needed. Do not really. There you go. I want Lomax to actually have a crack there. I know a lot of Pembroke players, I'm oh, sorry, St. George supporters don't actually like him. But give him some games. Bloody hell. Oh, there's no one else there that's... like That's what I said. In this back line, there's so many moving parts. There's not one back there who stands above the rest. Like You've got Pereira who runs with a whole bunch of aggression and speed, which is great. You've got Lafayette who's strong that can be lacking in creativity. You've got Dufty and Ravalawa and Lomax who have X-Factor and can break stuff, but they also don't have hands all game. You've got Willie Army, who's a bit of okay at everything, but not fantastic at anything. It's just... And then you've got Ewan Aitken, who's been struggling to create things of his own accord. Um, yeah, I just, want, I just want Lomax, because they said all preseason they're going to put him at fullback. And I just want him to give... I like him, and I want him to actually give him a go. Like but You can't really put Dufty on the... I put him on the bench. Why? Because I don't get this. So... I don't get this utility back on the bench. I know it's happening everywhere, but no, I'm, I'm okay with having one. I don't get why they've been doing two this season. But I, I like the idea of Dufty just come on. He's got speed. He's got agility. Put him at lock, and it's making play like Brandon Smith or something like that, where he just runs around, runs through tied forwards. I just, but, it is. It, but it's like a. a a hooker, he understands the middle of the the field. Yeah, I, I hate, I just hate having a utility back. I think it's such a wasted position on the bench. Because when when's the half. last one you can remember who's actually come on and like changed or won a game for somebody? Craig Wing. I oh, know it's like what fifteen years ago. Uh, he was he, he was a hooker, but uh, um, by they. Like, but I mean, like, when's the last time you saw a centre or a wing sitting on the bench and has come on and just won the game? Because they okay, I'm going to get luck. back. Oh, oh, Kirk <laughs> What? Got you from 16th <laughs> to 15th? <Okay. laughs> no, New South Wales. I'd rather uh, a Brendan Smith or a... Um, uh, I just had one on the top of my head that I was thinking of. 
Um, oh, bloody hell. I don't know. I, All right, I go to the utility. You can go lock, half, hooker. I think that's more valuable than a centre who can play centre wing fullback. Anyway. Yeah. Penrith, Caleb Atkins, Josh Mansour, Dean Farre, Brent Naden, Brian Tuo, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, James Tamo, Coruscant. Uh, the only change to their starting 13 is Kickout, is back in the starting side. Isaiah Yeo and James Fisher-Harris. Interchange, Billy Burns comes onto the bench um, from reserves last week. And Liam Martin drops to the bench from the starting pack. Uh, Ted Ivano has been named despite only lasting 20 minutes last week. Um, but like I said, they've got the, the pleasure of another 24 hours in case they have to make a decision. Um, on other news with the Dragons, Corbin Sims hoping to be back in around five. Cam McKinnis update is looking at week eight. Uh, Kurt Capewell's no closer from his quad strain. Dylan Edwards, like we talked about, is making progress in his rehab. All right. Um, tips for that one. This is actually my value bet of the week. I've got... I was just looking at the head-to-head. That just the head-to-head, um, they've got Penrith as a $1.60 favourite over St. George at two thirty-five. They have to be after last week. Yeah, I didn't take a lot out of... Like, Penrith obviously played well to win. Roosters, most people watching that know they weren't at where they usually were. And you saw that when the Roosters were on song, they're out to, what, a 14-0 lead in Blah. Of a, yeah. of a second of an eye. So I, I can see St. George winning this one. Um, I don't see him blowing Penrith away. I do actually see Penrith blowing St. George away if St. George do what they did in the second half. But if they can get a bit more consistent over the whole 80, which I know has been a bit of a thorn. I've got St. George by 1 to 12. That's going at $3.50. Um Jesus. So I think that's pretty pretty juicy considering they're coming up against a team who aren't known for their consistency. Um, so yeah, I'm going the three dollars fifty St George by one to twelve. Okay. All right. So that game, yeah, I'm picking Penrith. Um, I don't think uh, the only thing I can say for Dragons is they had a lot of lost opportunities last week, so they can create them. But the only thing is you've got to ask if that's going to change this week. If it does, they should beat them. But I don't think it will, so I'm going to go Penrith. All right. Third game is the second Friday night game. This one's up at Suncourt. Uh, probably game of the round, I guess. It would have been obviously a lot better if we had the – well, we're still going to have the Bennett-Seabold um, showdown, but there's not going to be any real crowd interaction with regards to that unless there's a lot of people – uh, sending pitches in, and the Broncos won last week, so it means their fans will actually be taking photos of themselves in the jerseys. Yeah. Okay, so I can say Broncos, that Broncos mates. Broncos backline hasn't changed, which is not surprising. They did it right. Um, that number four still there. I'm still a bit mad about that one. Yeah, the four. Um, number four. <laughs> um, so the only changes they got is Hank by Junior got suspended for. Four or five four weeks? weeks? Four weeks. Four weeks. So, Jameer Hogwarts is coming on. Um, I reckon that's a great choice. Um, Adam's making nasty facial stuff. I right think that's Darius Boyd stuff. Yeah. So, the cool thing is that Jameer Hogwarts is a run it straight. He's got a, he does have an offload in a few sets, but he's more run it straight, more bulk muscle. I hope he goes up against Murray because they're probably the complete opposite of how they play. Yeah, so he'll, he really... he'll, he'll stick it right up him like his dad. <laughs> I can um, and they've okay. also got um, a 20-year-old prop named Ethan Bullimore. He's making, he's making his debut on the bench. Word out of Brisbane about that is... Word is on the street. Word on the street. He's the fastest forward in the NRL. Which would be awesome because we also saw how fast Fafita ran last week. So that's going to be... He must be a bit of a freak if you run like that. And in the last couple of years, Broncos have have been pretty good at developing forwards. So it's going to be awesome. So there's only, they're the only two changes in the squad from last week. 
And then in the Rabbitoh squad, it's one no change. change. No change except, and this was, the coach knows about it. There's only one thing that came out this afternoon. I don't know how much you want to read into it, but Latrell Mitchell has gone home to Tyree this afternoon. Supposedly Bennett approved it and it's all good with the club, but yes, so it's going to be interesting what comes out of that. I doubt anything will, but it's something to keep an eye on. And so, they've yeah. got Alex Johnson on the bench there and they've still got Bryson Goodwin in their reserves, so they've got room to move if something doesn't yeah. So I, I doubt, like I said, I doubt anything. Nothing came of it last time when he went to Tari after the New South Wales game. He still played on the Friday night, even though he went to Tari on the Thursday after Origin. Um, so, yeah, that's the only real, probably, drama coming out of the Rabbitohs right now. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye on that. But other than that, I'd pick the, probably the, oh, well, I would normally go to Bunnings. This is quite a hard one. Like, the Broncos played well enough to jump in on that. Yeah, but um, half of their team was Pangai. The other half was Fafita, so I'm going Rabbitohs. You know what? I'm going to go Broncos for this one. Yeah, I Just knew because I reckon Payne Haas is going to be this rip for him. I reckon he's going to go really well. And he's good. He's better than all the Fords minus probably Murray. Um, it'd be good to see Payne Haas versus Totola, though. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Right. They're both pretty... Pretty 80 minute players who keep going all day. Okay, so next game. Let's keep ripping it on. So, uh, what's this one? First one on Saturday, two o'clock, up at Seabus Suba Stadium, Gold Coast, which is Warriors versus Raiders. So, Warriors, obviously, the team that's been uh, impacted the most by what's been going on. So, Peter Hiku and Patrick Herbert both flew home uh, for family reasons after their game last week. So, they've had to be replaced, and they have been by two guys with awesome names. We've got Adam Pompey and Adam... Um, is it... How do we pronounce this one? Kieran. It's just Adam Adam Kieran, which is kind of weird. So that's well, my that's brother's how name. Last week. He's actually a 5'8", and he's going to be playing in the centres. Centres, yeah. Because yeah. I said they're pretty, they're pretty stretched, hence like Beal coming yeah. over still. So, Tuovasashek, Pompey, uh, one-wing Fusatua, Kieran in the centres, Mamalo, then Harris Tavita and Green... Uh, in the halves, Lisa Armour, Wade Egan, Lachlan Burr, Alisi Katoa after making his debut last week, so now got a starting position in the back row. Toru Harris and Adam Blair moved to no Blair played lock last week, didn't he? No, no, no. So that's been yeah, the change yeah. there. Cody Nikarima, Jermaine Tanua Brown, and Isaiah Papalihi was the one who's moved back to the bench. And Puni uh, Yayawa, which is just fantastic. <laughs> And uh, on their reserves, oh, you got Hayes Perham. He's an outside back, so um, yeah. they've still got things there. All right, yeah, with regards to Canberra, we had Charles Nickel Clockstad and Jared Croker. Both had head injuries last week. They've both been cleared to play, or should be cleared to play. So we've got Clockstad at fullback, Simmonson and Kotrick on the wing, Scott and Croker in the centres, Whiten and Williams. Uh, Ford Packers stayed the same with regards to the personnel for Parley, Hodgson, Louis, Tarpany, Whitehead, and Horsburgh, except Tarpany and Horsburgh switch positions. So you've got Tarpany on the edge and Horsburgh at lock this week. Super surprising, too. Sorry? That's so, because Horsburgh yeah, played really well. Too. Yeah. And I think Tarpany, um, well, Tarpany's damaging on the edge anyway. So, but yeah, I really. I guess Horsburgh is a bit more of a workhorse and you can get more minutes out of him. Tarpany does need his spells to keep his uh, explosiveness yeah. up, so I can kind of see it. Emre Gula, who was outstanding last week. Uh, Isa Soliola, Oldfield and Harvey on the bench. Ryan Sutton has been named in the reserves this week as he continues his return from a, I believe, a knee injury, but I don't see him coming into the squad after how they played last week. Um, so on that one... It's pretty straightforward for me. I know it's neither of their home games. I guess Warriors, I was about to say, do have a good fan base in the Gold Coast. Not that's going to matter. Um, so I've got Raiders in that one. Yeah, um, especially since I got Kieran playing in the centres. Um, I rate him in the halves. He's going to struggle defending in the centres. I'm very surprised considering Warriors scored no points 
Um, they haven't switched around the back line a bit more as far as the halves go. They've got one, two, three, four halves on their team right now. Yeah, and they're still sticking. Yeah, well, I'm very surprised how much money they're paying Nick Arima and he's sitting on the bench. Oh, that's ridiculous. Super su- One thing they could do is like put Tuavasa Shek at centre and win. No. And fullback. No. And half. No. <laughs> no, I mean, just play him everywhere. Yeah, but um, I know I was saying about Lomax that they should stick to stuff for five rounds or so, which is probably what Kearney's doing. He's got but, no option. Oh, he does. He's got four halves. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty much the options are which halves do you play in the halves and which halves do you play in the backs? Yeah, it's just like... I I, I don't think Harris Tavita's an NRL standard 5'8". But either way, he's good. He, as we said earlier, Warriors on the back foot this year anyway. So whatever they do... They're in trouble anyway, I reckon. So every every uh, one of their games is going to have an asterisk this year. Yeah, pretty much. All they right. Can't not. Second game uh, on Saturday. Uh, Jared's going to yeah, read through this one, but we've also already mentioned that it has been moved from Central Coast back to Leichhardt, and that is the Roosters versus the Sea Eagles. Both 0 for 1, which... So, uh, the Roosters have a lot of changes. So Angus Crichton has recovered, recovered from pneumonia. Um, he's going to come into Tupanua's spot in the second row. Tupanua's got an injury from last year, last week. Um, so Morris is coming into the left centre spot, as is last week. And Matt Ukavalu is going to play a Morris place on the wing. So the squad is Tedesco, Tupo, Morris, Manu, Ikavalu, Kiri, Flanagan, Hargraves, Friend, Takiaho. Crichton, and they're going to have Orbison in the place of Boyd Cordner, who hasn't come back yet. That's going to be really interesting in the next few weeks if he actually does, because there are actually some doubts on him, maybe potentially retiring, which would be interesting who the next Australian captain will be. Um, Hopefully not Cherry Evans, I'd cry. (laughs) Johns. Um, Radley... At lock. And then you got Verrills, Isaac Liu, Nat Butcher, and Lindsay Collins. I know Jared said they had lots of changes. They had one change. Crichton came in for Satili. That's it. (laughs) The same team from last week. (laughs) Who's just Daniel Fafita? Is that another Fafita? Well, it's Fafita's last name. I don't don't know. You're a dick tonight. You're a dick when you're top. (laughs) Manly. Oh, they're going to lose anyway. <laughs> we're, we're, we're 1 to 17. Yeah, same as last. This is actually going to be my bet this week. I'm actually going to go with how Roosters went last week and how Manly won, won last week. I actually found a bet that Manly Seagulls 1 to 12 are 375. Whoa. So, yeah. So, with how they played against Melbourne last week with their defense. Roosters are going to have to do a fair amount to crack them open because they only, as Adam said, they're probably not fit last week. So they kind of lost their shit in the last 20 minutes where Melbourne came after them. So 375, 1 to 12. It's actually gone at $7.50 for 13 plus, but I doubt they're going to get over the roof for 13 plus. But 1 to 12, they could sneak it in towards the end. They'll take it. Um, Yeah, so that's. That's my bet this year, this week. Put a sneaky hundred on that. Cool. Okay. Canal Sharks versus Melbourne Storm. Adam? Yeah. Well, we'll do Storm first. One to 17. No changes from last week. Uh, Finucane did have that massive gash above his eye that I was quite annoyed about, actually. Not not that he got cut in the face, but one of the things NRL talked about this year is um, play's not going to be held up for injured players like this. The thing was you go behind the play or off to the side and game continues on. It took up close to five minutes throughout the whole game of how much strapping he was going to yeah. It's a freaking it eye, a it's not, eye socket. It's not going to stop bleeding. Um, if they were going to patch it up, they needed to get it done off to the side. Bring another player on if that's what you want to do, but keep the game moving. So I'm hoping the rest look at that now in the um, breakdown. Um, yeah. Sharks are still in a state of flux, waiting for people to come back from injury. 
regardless of that, there hasn't been any change um, to their starting 13. Um, the only big change is uh, Josh Dugan has been named um, on their reserves, which he wasn't last week. Um, so there's a chance that he comes back and I'm guessing you'd see him uh, probably either slot straight into, I think the, the rumours out or the whispers were out that he'd go into centre and Josh Morris would go to fullback, um, which kind of makes sense if it's his first game back fitness-wise. And it'd be a straight swap, I guess, because he's played there. Morris has played enough fullback to know what's going on. Yeah. And Ronaldo yeah. Molotalo had an HIA test. Looks as though he's going to be all good. And Bronson Sherry's still not there, but looking like round three as he returns from shoulder surgery. Um, yeah. This could be a bit of a arm wrestle. Uh, uh-huh. Sharks actually looked quite decent in patches last week against the Rabbitohs. Uh, Storm with the Storm. They couldn't get their tries as per normal, but they found a way to beat Manly with some well-placed kicks. And that's just what Storm do. If the points aren't flowing, they find a way to win. I think they're still going to find a way to win here. This is down at Jubilee as well. Yeah, I don't... I don't. I think Melbourne are going to win it, but it's going to be reasonably close if um, Sharks hold their shit. Like, if they don't blow their load, because Sharks... Oh, my do God. Have, What's... The, oh. Do... Stop. Just, come on, mate. Who You're says that? It's not wrong. If they blow their load, that means they play bad. It depends who, which Cronulla team rock up. But in saying that, too, my breakout stars so far are doing pretty well because they've got Toby Rudolph and Jamil Hoppawade playing two games in a row. Doing pretty well in my predictions this year. Okay, next game. <laughs> Tigers, Tigers versus Knights. Who cares? No. Three um, o'clock at Leichhardt. Um, first of the Sunday Arvo games. Uh, Tigers still actually kind of get a home game with regards to their use of the facilities and the environment. Did I do the last okay. one? Yeah, I did. So I think I, it's my. Um, I, you got another hour to talk about Newcastle. No, so one to seventeen, same as last week. Move on. Yeah, Paul Momorowski <laughs> of the Tigers is on the bench in this in the chat in bumping out Michael Cheekham and that dumbass Josh Reynolds holds his spot in the halves because Luke Brox has still got what a calf injury. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, he's out three to four weeks. It looks like so it's a so, step back, but they do have Embi. Look like he'll be coming back next week. Yeah, so um, I, I like the idea of them bringing in. Um, Momorowski, even if it is... That's another bloody centre on the interchange. Yeah, okay. I was just looking at it. Why is he... Why, why is that happening? Oh, God. I don't know. Why, why, why are we doing that? I don't know. Oh. I, I, I don't know They're why he's in a second row for a centre, basically. Yeah. Okay, so Newcastle... You've still got Matt Eisenhuth sitting on the reserves. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know Keep what's going. going on. They won last week. Oh. Can't say anything at work for him. Oliver Clark's there. So next week's going to, this week's going to be a good game. Newcastle, everyone expecting. Like I've seen on the Newcastle forums that we're going to already win the bloody premiership. It's a bit the Warriors twenty nil. Um, I do not have those hopes. I think um, it, if Newcastle come with a good attitude, they could probably sneak this one in. But it won't be a blowout like it was last week. So keep your eyes on that. But. I still think Newcastle will win, but Tigers are going to give him a decent crack. If Luke, Brock, if Luke Brooks was playing, I'd be a lot more worried. So um, the big thing here for Newcastle is Sione Matauti has been named in the reserves. He wasn't there last week. Uh, He's working his way back from a knee injury. And I know Jared, being the Newcastle fan that he is, he's got a Matauti poster actually up on his wall. He's one of his favourite players. So I'm interested to see where he would put him into his 17. I would... Put him in the showers yeah, instead would. of the drum. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so Gold Coast versus Para Adam, lead the way. In other words, he hates Matadia and doesn't want him in the team. I do right. not want Matadia. Last game of the last game of the round, if we make it this far, is at five fifteen up at the Goldie as well. Uh, we've got Titans versus the Eels. So uh, the only change in this game. 
Uh, Eels are one to seventeen. Uh, with regards to the Titans, Brian Kelly comes into the starting side, and Tyrone Peachy drops to the bench, which is kind of a surprising move considering how well Peachy played um, for the whole eighty minutes for the Titans. Only probably second best player after Philip Sammy. Um, big stuff for the Titans though. Their best board of last year. Uh, Fudawaka has been named on the interchange. He'll probably play a week there before he's back into the starting side. And also on the reserves, interestingly, you've got AJ Brimson and Shannon Boyd both listed. So Jesus. If they come into the um, starting side, uh, it's, oh, geez, where are you going to put them? You could still see, I, I, I'd see AJ Brimson maybe coming on as an interchange player, he kind of makes sense to me because he can play in the halves and in the backs. And you could even put him in and around the forwards because he's got a bit of size to be able to hold himself up. But then what do you do with Nathan Peets? Does he drop out? Um, do you bring Brimson straight into the 17 at fullback, put Sammy on the wing and drop either Don or Copley? Drop Copley. Uh, does Shannon Boyd come in? If he does... You'd be expecting him maybe to go uh, onto the bench, but you've also got Futawaker. So I'd see them keeping Boyd out of this team. Next week, Futawaker probably going into the starting position and Boyd coming onto the bench, probably at the expense Would of be, Red or Lasone. I'm surprised they got rid of Whitbread. Sorry? They might get rid of Whitbread. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They might get rid of Whitbread or, depending again how Bryce Cartwright goes this week, um, hmm. He could drop out with Peachy going into the starting second row. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting makeup because you could just have Peachy in the 14 as your yeah. utility. Hey. Pete's out of the squad altogether. All Boyd put a waker on the bench for some size. And then you keep Whitbread in there as a second row. Oh, I'd be know. super Brimson, Oh, That's going to be interesting. I, I don't know what my full strength side would be right now. Um, yeah, and do you, know, do you know what throws a spanner in the works as well? They would have been relying on Ryan James pretty heavily, so he would have been a starter as well. Yeah, he probably would have been starting put, edge. Yeah, off probably Cartwright. Oh, yeah, Cart- yeah it would have been Proctor, Proctor James Arrow would be their starting back. back yeah, so, and then, you, then, you and then Footawaker have- and probably Wallace, I'd say, is their starting props. So that'd be dropping yeah. Lasone. Cartwright yeah. for the bench, um, Peachy. Boyd. Uh, Boyd. They, they have, their board pack's not bad. No, it's not. It's just, it's never all been healthy at once. Yeah. Um, so pretty much in their 1-21 to 21 this week, that's their full strength team that I can, I can yeah. think of. I, I can't, I don't think we're missing anyone in the, uh, in the backs. And obviously Ryan James and the Ford is out. But e- either way, I've still got the the Eels were horrible last week, but as good teams or good teams on paper do, um, they they found a way to win against a pretty dogged Canterbury team. Um, Titans, uh, I didn't get to see um, any of their game, actually. That's the one that I was in the car for last week but they didn't start well but from all accounts they played a lot better in the second half of the game so but I've still got oh, yeah. in this one yeah the Eels should win this unless they unless they um, don't play well in the next game this game as well like they did last week or <laughs> oh, that's, um, yeah that's just come through in the last while we've been doing this that's the end of our uh, team list for the week, um, Rugby League's Player Association has uh, supported the NRL's decision to continue going with the comp as it stands. And Clint Newton, the head of the RLPA, has come out and said that if cost if cost cutting is required, that player salaries would be the last thing they would touch. Last uh, resort scenario, there's a whole bunch of other places they can get the money from. Um, it's basically what they're saying. It's things like the hardship fund, the marketing pool, retirement account, representative payments, all that sort of stuff they can use to do what they need to. 
Um, no one's going to want to play Origin if they touch that representative account. Yeah, it's good to see that the RLPA and the NRL are supporting each other and working through this together. That's pretty much our show for this week, guys. Um, hope it's got you up to date with uh, information and actually talked a little bit of footy. Some big names coming back, like we mentioned, Josh McGuire uh, being the first I thought of then. Um, Josh Dugan being in the reserves, Angus Crichton. So some things to watch out for there. Um, some good battles, one-on-one battles. Um, I'm just trying to think there was that good centre battle we're talking about. Yeah, Essen Masters versus uh, um, Will, um, who are the Cowboys person? I just had a mind blank. Uh, they're they're oh, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. So Hopawati versus Essen Masters, that's the one. Um, should be a bit of a cracker to start off Thursday night. Uh, just from Jared and I, listen to what the, the health experts are saying. Listen to what the government's saying. Don't go into unnecessary crowds if you don't have to. Keep your hands washed, cough in your elbow, all that standard safe stuff. Um, <coughs> hope you get through it all right and it's not affecting you guys too bad. Um, apart from that, we will chat to you guys on Monday after our round two wrap. <laughs> Bye. See you guys. <laughs> you notice know, this is Come on, mate. one of us laughing. That's... <laughs>